Um, we're going to uh, jump uh, right into the uh, into the the reflection on the the reading from Mark four, and, and what we're going to do is kind of kind of actually pull out uh, in different chunks the uh, parable of the sower. So so it would sound something like this: A farmer went out to plant some seed. Now we know that the seed is uh, is God's word, right? It's God God's word that He speaks to us. A farmer went out to plant some seed. Some of the seeds fell on fertile soil. And they sprouted, grew, and, and produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. This seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produces a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. Uh, this is really where we want to be, right? We, we want to be in a place where there is no walls between me and God's word. When we're talking about God's word, we're talking about, yes, the written scriptures, right? Uh, Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation. Um, we're, we're talking about opening that up and, and reading it uh, and, and digesting it, right? We're talking about um, uh, taking time to slow ourselves down and just listen to the voice of God today still. Uh, hey, God, what do you have to say about me, about this world? What do you have to reveal about yourself? We love to be in a place where there's no walls between me and the Word of God. And just see the beauty of, of that scenario, right? With no, no boundaries, no walls between me and God's Word. A little bit of God's Word produces an awful lot of good fruit. Did you notice that? I mean, 30, 60, 100 times. So a little bit of God's word produces an awful lot of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. Fruit of the Spirit, right? Um, some days, some moments, my heart and my life is this kind of rich, good soil. Oh, man. I'm opening up God's word, and I'm, and I'm trying my best to understand it and apply it. I'm slowing myself down, and I'm taking time to listen, right, to listen to what he has to say for today, for this moment. Some days, my heart is this kind of rich, good soil. A farmer went out to plant some seed. Some seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants, so they produced no grain. The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things, so no fruit is produced. Uh, just see what's happening here in this second type of soil. Um, God is speaking, and we hear it for a little while. And then all of a sudden, we start to build a wall. Uh, brick by brick, uh, moment by moment, uh, a wall gets built, and slowly, it's almost as if God is on the other side of the wall. We imagine God is on the other side of the wall uh, speaking, and uh, God's word hits a wall. So if you're keeping track, right, the good soil is like the first thing that Chad did. He threw the ball. I caught it perfectly. Uh, this is kind of that deal where, where I'm holding on to a chair and I'm unable to fully receive very well uh, the thing that God is throwing at me. Um, uh, Jesus talks about, about three kind, kinds of bricks that we add to the wall. He talks about worry. 
Right? And, and we can think about so many worries that we have today. We're, we're worried about COVID. We're worried about our kids' education. He talks about the lure of wealth, right? So, so chasing after fat bank accounts and chasing after a better economy. And then he kind of just generally, right, the, the desires, right, the desires that we have. And so uh, I, I desire for my kids to listen to me after the first time, not six times, one time, right? I desire food that tastes good. <clears throat> I desire uh, a, a perfect backyard uh, that is quite a process right now. Uh, I, re I desire to return to normal. Uh, we have so many different desires, and each one of these is a brick that we add to the wall. See, sometimes we build our own wall between us and God's word. Um, the bricks that we add, the more bricks that we add, the less we're able to hear God's word. It might mean that, that we're just reading it less because we're holding on to so many other things. It might mean that we're taking less time to slow down and listen. It, it probably means we're, we're not searching for understanding and not trying to apply it to our life. And so what ends up happening, right, we have to see this, uh, God's word hits a wall that we have built and and then uh, no fruit. It's pretty interesting, right? There's a healthy looking plant here, but there's no fruit that is produced. And if I'm honest, sometimes, some days, uh, my heart is like that weedy soil. Um, engaged with God's word as one thing among a lot of other things. A farmer went out to plant some seed. Some seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. Uh, they fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Uh, so just see this, right? God is speaking, and we hear it, but only for a moment. It's kind of a, it goes in one ear and right out the other ear kind of thing. Um, this is not necessarily a wall that we have built, but a wall that's built for us. Uh, it's like the world is adding bricks to the wall that we are already building. Um, this is kind of that thing where uh, Chad throws the ball at me and I'm looking somewhere else. right? When we have uh, persecutions and, and, and tribulations, we tend to look at those things and not so much at maybe where we should. Uh, tribulations is actually the word affliction, and it just means oppressing or pressure, right? And so, so as pressures mount, as, as things press on us, we pay less attention to God and his word. Uh, persecutions, right? A persecution means that um, essentially that, that you are um, uh, treated poorly because of something that you believe uh, or because of uh, some race that you are from. Uh, when tribulations and persecutions mount, oh man, we, we tend to neglect God's word. Now, I, I don't know about you, but, but I go into fix-it mode, right? Problem-solving mode. Uh, I go into this mode of, oh, I've got to fix this wall right now. I've got to fix this problem that is slowing down or impeding my progress. And so I just get focused on the wall. And what happens is I sort of forget to turn to God and his word. Um. I know I've got to get over or around or under the wall. And after that, 
then I'll pick God's word up again. And I'll pay attention. And just see the result here, right? The result is a very small plant. So we went from having a bunch of fruit from just a little bit of God's word uh, to a, a healthy looking plant, but no fruit. And, and now we're dealing with a very small plant because the roots are very shallow. Some days, some moments, my heart um, looks like this kind of shallow, rocky soil. A farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across his field, some of the seed fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate it up. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. Um, this is God on the other side of the wall, uh, still speaking, but his words immediately hit a wall. Uh, what we're talking about here is just flat out neglecting the word of God. Uh, it's, it's like batting that ball right back at Chad's face. I wish you could have seen his expression because I didn't tell him I was going to do that. And his expression was like, <laughs> right? And so it's like batting that ball right back in God's face. But we're likely not reading God's word. We're not taking time to slow down and listen. And we're certainly not trying to understand or apply it. Uh, God's word uh, hits a wall of indifference that we have built. Uh, the result, of course, is... Um, not only no fruit, but no plant at all. The, the seed falls on the, the hard ground and uh, the birds come and eat it up. No plants at all. Some days, some moments, if I'm honest, my heart is like that kind of hard soil. Um, too caught up in myself and my own to-do list and not paying attention to God or his word. Uh, here's the point. Uh, my heart on any given day is like all four of these soils. Yeah, that's a picture that I found online, and um, and I just thought it, it kind of grasped for us exactly what is happening here in this parable. A lot of uh, uh, sermons and, and preachers uh, like to talk about how, how your heart is one type of soil or another. And that's an okay deal. I don't want to take away from that. But as I looked at this and I tried to wrestle with, well, what kind of heart do I have? What kind of soil am I? I my heart is more complex than, than, than just saying, oh, I'm this type of soil. Uh, my life is more complex than saying, oh, I'm only this type of soil. Um, in the morning time, when I'm sitting with my Bible and my cup of coffee, oh man, I am good, rich soil, right? I'm reading God's word. I'm listening to what he has to say. I'm trying to apply it to my life. Uh, as the day goes on, I pick up more and more bricks and more and more things to worry about, and I add those bricks to my wall. Uh, as the day goes on, uh, the world, of course, adds even more bricks to my wall. And then there are moments throughout my day where I'm just being selfish and I'm just focused on myself and my to-do list and I'm not really paying attention to God or his word. And so my life, I don't know about yours, I'm assuming yours is as well. My life is complex and my heart is complex and, and at any given time, at any given point of the day, I can connect with any one of these four soils. So, so we want to take a couple of minutes and just try to summarize, like, what, what does this parable teach us about the kingdom of God? Uh, parables are short stories um, that Jesus uses. They're easy for us to grab a hold of, and they're, they're meant to teach us something about the kingdom of God. 
And so as I just kind of looked at this and I, and I considered the condition of my heart and I looked at the four uh, types of soils, um, I, I, I think that, that for me, I see three different things here. Uh, number one, sometimes my heart is messed up. Uh, sometimes my heart doesn't receive God's word like it should. Uh, sometimes uh, my heart uh, pretends that God is on the other side of the wall, and I don't live with open arms and open hands ready to receive whatever he is saying. So the parable teaches me that my heart <laughs> is messed up. Uh, did you catch how there's one type of good, rich soil, and there's three kinds of bad soil? <laughs> uh, I relate to that, and I can connect to that. Now, the second thing I think it, it, it teaches me is that God's word is effective <laughs> always, right? We talked about this last week, how um, there's never a wall that God can't overcome. Uh, and, and just see this, right? A little bit of God's word produces a tremendous amount of good fruit. A little bit of God's word produces an awful lot of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. Uh, God's word is so effective, and, and seeing how effective it is drives me then to go and pick it up. Uh, the third thing it teaches me is that God is always speaking, right? It's the great good news that God's always throwing his love at you, that God is always desiring to speak. Uh, it, it might not matter where you are or what you've done earlier. God is always speaking. The, 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 the great good news here is that he throws that seed generously. I don't really know, you know, first century uh, farming practices very well. I didn't live in the first century, and I'm not a farmer. But I can imagine that these guys would at least work the ground a little bit, right? And they're not just going to go out and throw seed on hard soil, and yet that's exactly what this farmer does. He goes out and he's just kind of everywhere he goes, just throwing seed out at random. It doesn't matter to him where it falls. He is a God who wants to speak. He's a God who wants to reveal who he is. He's a God who wants to say, hey, this is who I have made you to be. He's a God who wants to, to reveal things about this world. And so it's just great, good, incredible news that God is always speaking if you're indifferent or you've been indifferent, guess what? God is speaking, throwing his love towards you. If afflictions and persecutions have, have put up a wall that you have to get over or get around or get under, guess what? He's going to be there waiting for you to get through, and he is going to be speaking. Um, if, you're, if, if you're holding on to a bunch of other things, and guess what? He's... He's right there next to you speaking. God is a God who's always speaking, always longing to reveal more about himself and his love for you. Um, so, so if I could just kind of boil down like three things to consider, right? I, I, I promised last week that I would try to just offer some, you know, three tips, uh, two or three tips every week for overcoming the wall, right? Here's, here's number one, um, just confess, just admit, hey, I'm not always good soil. Um, and, and take time to, to think through, like, well, what, what are the things, what are the, the, the bricks in my wall that sometimes get in the way of me engaging God and his word? Uh, there's a lot of power in just uh, confessing it and admitting it. 
Now that act alone says, oh God, I need your word and I need what you're throwing. I need what you're speaking. And I'm sorry that I, that, that I so often have a wall. So the first just kind of practical tip is to confess and admit that sin. Uh, second thing is to simply stop pretending that God's on the other side of the wall. He's not. He's right there with you. Uh, the wall is sometimes, uh, you know, we, we, we get so focused on that and, and, and we start, you know, just paying attention to that. But, but don't imagine that God is on that other side of the wall. Remember, there's no wall that he can't overcome, right? His resurrection from the dead shows us there is no wall that he can't overcome. So, so don't pretend and don't imagine that he's on the other side. No, no, he's with you on this side of the wall, and he is speaking, longing to reveal who he is, who he's made you to be, and things about this world. The last thing I would say is to simply hear. <laughs> um, five times in these uh, 17 verses, if you just look at the parable itself and then the, the explanation that Jesus gives us of the parable, we, we see that word hear or listen five different times in just those, those short verses. So um, if I'm just uh, looking at that, I'm saying, well, this is what Jesus wants me to do. <laughs> Jesus wants me to hear. So look, if you are committed to reading the Bible in a year and you've kind of fallen off that bandwagon, just pick it up. Right? Don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. Just pick up God's word again and begin reading it. It's not to say that, that, that we shouldn't confess and admit our sin, but it is to say that Jesus is a, is a God who generously throws out that seed. And he's always speaking and always longs to speak to you. And so, so take that time to, to open up God's word and, and to hear what he has to say. Uh, take that time to slow yourself down and to be, to be listening to his voice. Now, there's no wall that God can't overcome. And, and today we get to celebrate that we have a God who's always speaking. And a little bit of his word produces an enormous amount of good fruit in our lives. So let's be a people that pick up God's word and, and trust that he is speaking. And start overcoming that wall. Amen? Amen. Uh, let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, since the beginning of time, you have been speaking. You've been trying to reveal yourself. You have been showing us who you are, what you're up to, and who you've made us to be. Since the beginning of time. Uh, um, we know that your word is powerful and effective. And we're sorry that sometimes we put up walls and boundaries between us and you. We ask that you would keep poking at those bricks, <laughs> uh, that you would knock those bricks down one at a time. And we ask that you would uh, help us to, to take that time every day um, to, to be coming back to you and, and what you have to say. Uh, that we'd let you interpret uh, the world, that you, we'd let you interpret who we are and the things going on in our lives that we would be able to hear and celebrate your great love for each one of us. And so, Jesus, we, uh, we, we thank you for being a God who speaks and a God who longs to share your love with us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.